You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. This is The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming, and we are going to continue on with our look ahead to the 2020 World Junior Championship, which will be uh, happening here starting in, uh, well, just over a week's time. And one of the uh, perennial powerhouse clubs, one of the team's always threatening to come away with a gold medal, would be the team from Sweden. They don't do it very often. In fact, uh, lately, uh, Sweden has actually struggled at the World Junior Championship. Uh, but this year's team looks pretty good. To tell me why and what maybe we should expect uh, from the World Junior team this year, Christopher Hedlund uh, from uh, Elite Prospects, my guest. Uh, Christopher, welcome to the Pipeline Show. How are you in Sweden? Thank you, Guy. Um, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm just fine. Uh, excited to talk about the Swedish uh, Union national team. Well, fair to say, when I look at the uh, the World Juniors uh, this year and uh, the grouping, uh, Group A, where Sweden is in with Finland, Slovakia, Kazakhstan, and, and Switzerland, I don't think Sweden should have any problem at all finishing in, on top of their pool. When I look at those other four countries, and Finland's a good country as well, and they always have a, a competitive team, but I think the Swedes are by far the best team in this pool. Would you agree? Yeah, it will be between uh, Sweden and Finland for sure. Oh, well, yeah, we remember what happened uh, last year against the Swiss in the quarterfinals, of course. But, yeah, Sweden should be first or second for sure. All right. Well, when I ask uh, what is the, the biggest strength of Team Sweden this year, what would your answer be? Yeah, it's the defense for sure. Uh, probably the best defense out of all the teams, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, that's the obvious strength. Well, th- that's what I would I would have agreed as well. Uh, tell me about this blue line group. Some of the names that stand out. A couple of guys who are playing in North America right now, and Tobias Bjornfot, as well as Erasmus Sandin. Uh, but you've got guys like Philip Roberg and Adam Jenning and Nicholas Lundqvist and Victor Soderstrom. I mean, and uh, Matthias Norlander, the other guy that I didn't mention. The, from top to bottom, there there isn't a, a, a hole at all. This is a really really good group. Yeah, it's like it's almost only first rounders. Uh, I think it's only Norlander and then Jinning. That's mm-hmm. not first rounders, so that says quite a lot. I think many teams, if they knew uh, how well Norlinder would have developed, he could could have been a first rounder as well. So he's playing fantastic hockey. So <laughs> it's like they they will they will always have really good defensemen on the ice. For for somebody that's maybe watching the World Junior for the first time ever and has never seen any of these teams or these players play, when they watch this Swedish defense, what's going to be the thing that they notice the most? Oh, that, that's a good question. Uh, I think there 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 will always be like a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. I think maybe except for Adam Dinning, all the other defensemen are very skilled. They can move the puck. They can make plays. They can make make thing, things happen when they're on the ice. So there there will always be something happening offensively, or there should be at least. And most of them are very good at their own end as well. So, uh, yeah, this is a solid group of two-way players. Yeah, very good skaters. And there are a few of these guys that will, they'll attack as well. You get the puck, and Philip Broberg is not afraid to uh, try to go end-to-end uh, and and create a goal himself. Uh, um, so we should expect that there's going to be an offensive uh, attack just from the blue liners here. And 
we haven't even got to the forwards yet, and there's a lot of really talented, yeah. <laughs> skilled forwards too. But uh, the 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 defenseman for Sweden uh, will certainly attack. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, if you look at some of the players like Nils Lundqvist, he has had a fantastic season so far in uh, the SHL. He he leads uh, his team in points. Uh, as a defenseman, I think I mean, that's he's crazy. Yeah, as a defenseman, and he's uh, third among all defensemen in the SHL when it comes to scoring. And he uh, and I think I think it's like something ridiculous. Like he's tied for second among under 25 players, or well, players under 25 years. And he's 19, and he's tied for second among all players, not just defensemen. Wow. So uh, yeah, he has he has a very good season. It's I think he has like 17 points in 24 games or something like that. Right. So he he, he could uh, actually break the uh, scoring record among uh, junior defensemen in the HSL. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, Christopher Hedlund from Elite Prospects, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. We're looking at Team Sweden, uh, and uh, let's go to the uh, the forward group, and obviously a couple guys who are – uh, pretty highly uh, ranked for the uh, upcoming NHL draft and a number of players who are already drafted. When you look at that group of forwards, who who is the guy that you think will lead this team in scoring if it's not a defenseman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could very well be a defenseman. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, I think a guy that really needs to score and show up is, is Simon Fagamo. Hmm. He, he was on the team last year, but I think he only had one assist in five games. That was it. But he he's a goal scorer, uh, most of all. So he needs to show up and score some goals. Uh, Nils Höglander will also play a crucial part, I think, if Sweden is going to have success. He also needs to to show up when it matters the most. Mm. Uh, last year, when they were defeated by the Swiss in the quarterfinals, Höglander uh, wasn't on the team then. He was, I think, the last player to be cut. From, from that team, but they didn't have a player that could make something unexpected happen. They were just trying to score the same way over and over again, and the Swiss could just shut them down. And I think that's a role that Höglander can take this year if they're in, like in a situation where they badly need to score a goal in the quarterfinals or semifinals, then he could be the player to step up and make something happen. This is usually a tournament that's uh, dominated by the older players, 19-year-olds, but we've seen years where it is the draft-eligible players who really become the leaders uh, for their teams. We, I go back to uh, Helsinki in 2016, and it was, you know, the Finns were leaded by, uh, were led by all their draft-eligible players, and the, the Americans had a bunch of draft-eligible players who were their top guys too. Yeah. Alexander Holtz, Lucas Raymond uh, on this team. What should we expect from them? Could be, could they be that type of uh, you know combination uh, that leads Sweden to success? I think if they want to like reach the final, they will need both Holtz and Raymond to to be productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Lucas Raymond has had a quite like rough time mm-hmm. before the tournament. He had a, a virus infection, I think, so he hasn't been able to train nor play. In the last like weeks, so we'll see how how well he does. He was just cleared like a few days ago to actually play in the tournament. Right. Uh, so we don't really know how how well he will be able to perform, but 
Sweden will need both him and Holtz to to score. Didn't Holtz uh, hurt his knee like uh, about 10 days ago or so in a game? Didn't he get hit awkwardly? Yeah, in the Champions Hockey League, uh, he was hit. I've, I, I don't think it was that bad. I was actually at that game. Uh, he could uh, skate off the ice himself, so uh, and just walk 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 off. Uh, so he didn't need any help or anything like that. So I think it's just something minor. So he should be good to go, I think. All right. Is there a player uh, up front uh, with the forwards that we haven't mentioned that you think could be sneaky good? Uh, might not be, you know, coming in as one of Sweden's expected uh, hero type players, but uh, could really surprise people. Uh, I, I have two names. Uh, my one of my personal favorites is Nikola Pasic. Okay. He's uh, playing for uh, Konskoga in Allsvenskan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season he's been fantastic there. Uh, I think most people would say that he will play on the third line, maybe second line, but he's he's a very good playmaker, uh, and I think he could probably raise a few eyebrows this tournament. If he's given the right uh, chance. Okay. And who is the other one? Uh, Jonathan Berggren. Uh, I don't know if you remember him from two years ago at the under 18 World yeah. Championship. Yeah. He was he was quite dominant in that tournament. Then he missed a lot of last season due to an injury, and now he's back playing in the SHL with Holeftio. Uh, okay. And I mean he he has proven before that he's a very good junior player. So. He could be one of those players that, that steps up. Christopher, who is the starting netminder for Sweden? There are two guys, or there are three on the on the roster. Uh, one playing in the USHL, one's playing in the Allsvenskan, and, and one is in the SHL. So uh, that would be Hugo Alnafelt. Is he the starting netminder, or is is there a competition here? I mean, he's the younger. If you would ask like a, uh, someone that's just watching the SHL, they're gonna say Hugo Alnafelt for sure. But uh, I watched a lot of uh, uh, the junior hockey last year, and both uh, Eric Portillo and Hugen Arnefeld was playing in uh, with the, their under-20 teams then. And for me, well, Portillo is a personal favorite of mine, and from what I've heard, he's doing very well in the USHL as well. So I wouldn't be so sure that Arnefeld would be the number one goalkeeper. Okay. Uh, my 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 purse. Well, if it was my decision, I could could have gone with Portillo as well. So I think I don't, I, don't, I think they will have to battle it out in the group stage. Okay. See who will grab the first spot. Well, Portillo six foot and six inches, uh, 197 centimeters. That's what the elite prospects uh, list him at. That's a big goaltender yeah, for huge. sure. So uh, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe that gives him the edge. Um, and already drafted by uh, the Buffalo Sabres too. Uh, but most, I mean, is there outside of the guys who are draft eligible this year? I don't know how many of the players from Sweden on this roster um, have been passed over in the NHL draft. I, I wouldn't expect it's very many. No, I think it's only two. No, three. I think it's uh, Hugo Gustafsson, uh, Linus uh, Nesen, and uh, Linus Aberg. Okay. So it's those three. So. We'll see right. how they perform this tournament. Maybe maybe they will impress someone. Uh, Christopher, I wanted to ask you about uh, a player who's not on the roster, and that will be uh, Noel Gundler, who I had on the on my show here, uh, I don't know, about a month and a half ago. Um, 
and just never seems to get an invite to, to play for Sweden. Not just at this tournament. I know it's obviously he's, he's draft eligible this year and there's not many guys who will make the team at that age, but he's got as many points as, as Raymond and Holtz do in the SHL this year, but he doesn't get invited to the Holinka Gretzky cup. Uh, he doesn't play at the, at the world U18. Why? Yeah, that, that's that's a good question. I think many of us were surprised that he didn't get to go to the under-18 uh, World Championship in the spring. Um, so the issue seems to be with his uh, compete level. Uh, and he's not really a player that brings a lot of energy when he plays. Uh, he, he's not like... And not every player needs to be very physical. Right. But he doesn't really play physical at all. He doesn't try with the physical play, and I think that that is what keeps me... All those three things are, is what keeping his, him out okay. of the teams. Um, and uh, I think uh, the the coach, uh, Montien, was saying that he wanted uh, Gundler to play as in a top-six role if he was going to be on the team. And he couldn't fit him in as a top six player. And that's, I guess it's understandable because they have some other wingers. I mean, mm-hmm. if he would leave out like some of Agamo or Alexander Holtz, people wouldn't like that either. That's right. Yeah. So, that I th- yeah. And I think it's a little bit like traditional Swedish to, do, that to have like two top lines. Mm. Instead of like trying to like when Sweden play Canada uh, at these levels, usually Canada have like four lines that all of them can score, but Sweden usually have another mindset when they build their teams. All right. Like now we have a few few pure defensive players as well on the team. But they're not gonna be in it to score, to score a lot of points. Well, Christopher, I, I know, uh, and I started the, uh, the conversation off uh, saying that Sweden hasn't, uh, done really well at the World Junior Championship over the last, uh, well, number of years. I think, uh, the silver medal a couple of years ago, and that's it in, uh, uh, since 2015. So is this a year where, yeah. where Sweden is able to, to come home with uh, at least a medal of some kind? That's, that's a good question. I think, uh, they should have a decent chance at, at least reaching the semifinals. Mm-hmm. It depends a little bit on the other group as well. I mean, they're probably going to have to play a tough opponent in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So uh, if they finish second in the group, then maybe they will get like Russia or USA in the uh, quarterfinal. Yeah. That that could be quite a rough game. Uh, so yeah. I don't think it's a sure thing that they will grab a medal, but... It's of course it's a possibility. I mean, with their, their especially with their defense, yeah, they should be able to win games without having to score that many goals. Well, and even if Sweden wins Pool A uh, and play the fourth place team in from Pool B, that could be the Czech Republic playing at home. Uh, and that roster doesn't yeah. look that bad. They they actually look pretty good this year. They just happen to be yeah they have. Know, in a group with the, the U.S. and Russia and Canada. So I think it's fair to expect the Czechs probably are are the fourth best team in that pool, but that will still be a tough match uh, for whoever finishes in first place in pool A. Yeah, for sure. So it, it won't be a sure thing to reach the semifinals. That's, that's for sure. 
Christopher, I think the tournament's going to be really exciting once again this year. It usually is. Uh, and I think the Swedes are going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, thanks for your time. I appreciate your help. Yeah, thanks for having me. There's Christopher Headland from EP Ringside and uh, Elite Prospects. You can uh, check out his stuff at both of those locations. And uh, I do think the Swedes, listen, that blue line is really, really impressive. Uh, I think their forwards are good, although, um, you know, down the middle, fairly average. And to me, a bit of a question mark in that. So uh, do I think it's a, uh, a a bad team? No, not at all. Do I think it's a, a, a team that can win gold? I think a lot of things would have to go right for the Swedes to win gold this year. Uh, I'll give you my official predictions in the uh, final segment uh, at the end of the show today, but you know, I, I don't have Sweden winning a gold medal, put it that way. And when I put the question of the day out to the audience, uh, the team or the nation that most people picked to win the gold, well, that would be the United States. Why? Well, let's find out. We'll ask Adam Kimmelman from NHL.com about that next here on the Pipeline Show. Hey, this is Jack Rosovic from the U18 national team. Clayton Keller. Hey, this is J.C. Comfer. Hey, it's Joel Farabee from Team USA. Hi, I'm Hudson Fashing. Hi, it's Brady Shea. Hey, this is John Gibson from Team USA. This is Jordan Greenway. This is Matias Samuelson. Hey, this is Sonny Milano from the US NTDP. This is Oliver Wallstrom. Hi, this is Alex Tuck. This is Ryan Lindgren. Hi, I'm Steven Santini, and I play for the U18 national team. How's it going? Kate Fitzgerald with the national team. Hey, it's Austin Matthews. Hi, this is Jacob Truba from the USA Under-18 national team development program, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. Development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! David Backus. And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! 